short story. Wouldn't you? Henrietta Huber wanted to know why a dead cat lay across her doorstep. Animals didn't normally pick her abode to succumb to death, tyrannical fate, nor humans for that matter, thank God. Still, the fact remained, a stiff body sprawled awkwardly before her front door. She lifted her gaze and peered around her quiet, respectable neighborhood. She lived in the center of her cul-de-sac. It had always felt like a privilege, being snug in the middle of her neighbors, a dark brown ranch house to the right and a two-story brick dwelling on her left. Upper middle class, very. But today, her quaint neighborhood emitted the faintest odor of disease. Or was that the cat? Not one to let fate have its way with her, Henrietta trotted a few steps down the street. A fancy board painted with red fruit dangling from thick boughs and fancy lettering, which spelled out Apple Valley, announced the entrance to their neighborhood, though only one pair of apple trees stood guard on each side of the road, and no valley could be seen from twenty miles. Still, doctors, lawyers, teachers, and a pleasant assortment of craftsmen lived here. It was not a place to be sniffed at, especially not today. She chewed her lip as she returned to her front step. These simply were not the sort of people to drop a dead critter on a neighbor's doorstep. On the contrary, Henrietta knew several with speed dial who would gladly report the slightest hint of animal abuse. She frowned at the insinuation of less than stellar animal care at her feet. Could this reflect badly on her, perhaps? Had she left some antifungal spray, insect killer, or some other ugly reminder of nature's imperfect reality in a place where this critter inadvertently killed itself upon her carelessness? Sheesh! One faced deadly peril at every turn these days. A neighbor's door opened and a head poked out. Henrietta stepped in front of the circumstantial evidence and mumbled to herself, Oh, blast, Lindsay Jenkins, good Lord, I'll be hauled before the county judge and sentenced to twenty hours of community service if this gets out. Lindsay, without delay, skittered across her neatly manicured yard, practically leaped over the prickly bush border, and with wringing hands prostrated her forlorn figure before her bewildered neighbor. Considering that Lindsay was nearer seventy than sixty, and usually worked her mouth more than her legs, Henrietta was duly impressed. She dragged her gaze off the thorny hedgerow and interrogated her elder neighbor with her eyes. Lindsay, clearly in a hurry to immortalize herself in some kind of unforgettable apology, gushed her words. Henny, so sorry about the cat carcass, but I really had no choice. In her attempt to draw her neighbor away from prying eyes, Henrietta tripped over the cat. Lindsay clasped her friend's arm and, with surprising strength, ushered Henrietta inside the pristine abode. Once safely ensconced on the beautifully embroidered divan, Henrietta, foregoing common decency, waited for the tale to be told before she offered a morning snack. She arched her brows. 
leaning back with one hand slapped against her cheek like a surprised matron finding the cook and the butler in a compromising position, Lindsay inhaled enough breath to begin. You see, my grandkids simply adore my cat, or rather, they adored it until it died. When I told their mother, my daughter-in-law, Myrtle, who was bringing the kids over for their usual visit today, that Cleopatra had finally succumbed to old age, she insisted that I tell the children before they arrived. Henrietta could not for the world imagine where this was going. Despite herself, she felt intrigued. The morning news could wait. Heck, if the world were on the verge of collapse, she would lift a hand in command that it wait a few moments so she could hear the sound before falling to its inevitable doom. Henrietta didn't need to prod. Lindsay knew what was expected. And so I did what any decent grandmother would do. I told a wonderful tale of how Cleo sprouted angel wings at the moment of death and flew off to her celestial reward. If someone had actually dropped a bar of hot lead in Henrietta's lap, she would not have been more surprised. She shouldn't have been so amazed, but that was a way of things, being caught off guard by the obvious. They all lived in a fantasy land of sorts. She knew that perfectly well every time she steered her tiny car onto the speeding highway. But this? Angel cats with wings? Ascending into heaven. No wonder children dress up as zombies for fun. Why pretend anything makes sense? Lindsay shook her head, as if in sympathy with Henrietta's perplexed expression. When I heard the car drive up, and with Cleo still unburied, I knew I had to do something fast. I had no idea they were in the neighborhood when she called. I couldn't think what to do. Henrietta grunted to her feet and strolled to the front door. She peered through the glass. Ah, yes, the prickly hedge hid the offending line. She turned and faced her devious neighbor. And now? With a swipe across her brow, Lindsay chuckled. Well, the kids have gone off with their mama, and I'm in the clear. I told Jake to get the cat as soon as he gets a break and bury it out back somewhere. Maybe under that sugar maple we all love. It'll be fitting and well out of the way. Remembering her manners, Henrietta offered a cup of tea and a little something, but Lindsay supposed that she'd better get home. She stood on the threshold and stared down at the remains of her once beloved pet. I know I told a ridiculous tale and made a fool of myself trying to keep the kids in ignorance of the hard facts of life. But, she glanced Henrietta's way, a hopeful gleam in her eyes, you'd do the same for your grandkids, wouldn't you? As Jake scooped the stiff body onto a wheelbarrow and then wobbled it toward his backyard, Henrietta considered Lindsay's question. Would I? <laughs>